Welcome back to another session of A Positive Insights. I'm joined by Harry Chambers. My name's Darren. We both work for A Positive, and today we had the pleasure of being joined by Ephraim from Collar Group, growing a, an extremely successful business in such a short space of time. Really enjoyed uh, the focus on how he's attracted so much talent to the business. Um, they've grown from zero to, I think, over 100 consultants now. Um, what did you enjoy, Harry? I just love the whole chat, really. I mean, uh, we've all heard Ephraim speak, and every time I hear him speak, I always come away, come away with uh, really energized and and really excited for for what's next, really. So, look, hopefully that comes across to everybody because it, it really, really did come across in the room. Yeah, exactly. I can't agree more. I always feel pumped after I chat to F. I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as we did. Um, we are trying to grow the podcast, so please, please subscribe, please share it. Enjoy. Hey, F. I really appreciate you joining us today. What a year it's been for you. CEO, award, you've got the best place to work in Australia, accreditation. Uh, talk to us about the story, like, obviously Collar's gone from zero to 100 consultants in just over a year um you've got offices in in all states around Australia so yeah we'd love to hear how you've been able to grow the business so quickly yeah thanks guys thanks obviously for the opportunity to to share the story and always welcome um I guess any any opportunity to chat to the the guys very positive and I mean look, ultimately the the business like Darren obviously correctly said, we, we launched in July, 29th of July, 2021, um, with the intention of obviously you know, growing a, a business specifically around that large volume mobilization piece. Um, this is my first, I guess, opportunity of growing a large volume uh, recruitment business, specifically in that blue collar, white collar contracting space. Um, obviously, as you know, my background is all white collar and exec search amongst the, the other 11 businesses that I've either founded or co-founded. So to have this opportunity to, to scale and what has actually become um, you know, officially Australia's fastest growing recruitment agency has been nothing short of a, you know, um, a really proud moment, but something that you know, I personally can't take any of the credit for. I mean, without the team and the knowledge and experience of the consultants that we've managed to attract into the Collar business. Um, and I think that speaks volumes about you know, what we are doing over here, mate, regards to the work-life balance and the culture. And you correctly said, obviously, you know, a great place to work, accreditation, investors and people, accreditation, that's two accreditations running simultaneously. Um, obviously, big audits coming into the business, one for we invest in the well-being of our staff, one we invest in um, actually the invest, investment of obviously of our internal employees, um, the ISR accreditation, working towards a family-friendly workplace accreditation. So uh, officially Australia's most accredited recruitment agency in 2022. <laughs> so we'll add that to our list. And, um, you know, polite, a really nice call to get from LinkedIn last week to confirm we are officially LinkedIn's uh, on LinkedIn, the, the fastest growing recruitment agency in Australia as well. So lots of exciting things going on. But just to back to the, to the level of knowledge and experience we've now got under the collar Collar Brown. We've now got nine offices, over 400 years worth of recruitment knowledge and experience in the business, 60 years plus of obviously of Hayes in our business, and 60 plus years of Chandler McLeod in our business. Um, you know, and what initially started off as, you know, I guess mining facilities management, um, manufacturing, that kind of those large volume accounts has now obviously transpired into software and IT is kicking off in January. 
government space is kicking off in January. Um, you know, we've got a number of new revenue streams that's all kind of falling under the collar brand. And and for me, mate, it's um it's actually a, a breath of fresh air. Previously, I've been used to managing multiple businesses, multiple P&Ls, multiple teams, different time zones. Um, you know, so to be able to do this all under the collar business and all under one uh, one brand is, I think, what's the biggest driver for me personally, um, and certainly something that gets me out of bed every every day. As you know, obviously, being a, a recent father, obviously nine months old, just going. Actually, yeah, just over nine months old now. Uh, obviously, time's, time's uh, obviously ticking away. Um, he's the sole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, as you know, I was obviously the second largest shareholder in another recruitment startup over here in WA. Um, decided to exit that business, gave back my equity, resigned. Um, the day after finding out that we were expecting our first uh, first baby boy with my wife. So, um, you know, it's certainly the biggest um, achievement I've had in my personal career to be back to backing myself to go out to market and scale. You know, what is it, again, obviously become Australia's largest um, and most successful recruitment agency or fastest growing recruitment agency. Um, and we don't have any signs of slowing down whatsoever. If, if anything, you know, the business is going to continue to grow exponentially. Um, we were just having a chat offline before we started the podcast in regards to the um, the sheer volume of roles that we're currently working on, which is, again, from a panel or from a, a PSA um, or from an exclusivity point of view. Um, we want to be at 1,000 daily timesheets by 30 June 2023 and then 2,000 daily timesheets by 30 June 2024. So um, you know, the question is, how have we got there? Well, we've got there, I guess, with the help guidance and support of you know incredible partners like the A Positive team um, that not only do you know assist us uh, obviously with our finance um, from our from our invoicing point of view, but also managing our whole payroll uh, facility. And uh, Darren and I obviously when we first started uh, chatting about the numbers as to where we we visit it going, what where it's going to be going. Um, you know, for me to have the the confidence of having a, a a positive payroll team externally of a team of eight who are all going to be basically managing my my daily timesheets. Um, dealing with queries, uh, concerns, et cetera, then allowed me to focus on doing what I do best, which is the business development, scaling a high-performing team, working with individuals, training, mentoring, um, and everything else that has kind of encompassed getting Collar to where it is today. Well, one of the things you mentioned at the start, obviously, your background's white collar, and now you're obviously in white and blue. What's the biggest difference between the two? Like, what have you learned? Well, again, I've just come out of another meeting now, mate, with a, a very successful um recruitment leader and you know one of it was positioned there and i've said it time and time again the the blue collar space has been historically dominated by some of the largest high volume uh, recruitment agencies in australia and, you know the likes of hayes and chandler mcleods of the world and um you know, blue collar recruiters normally are a different type of, I guess, skill set um, from a white collar recruiter. Um, and what we're doing over here at Collar is putting a going after a large volume blue collar accounts, but putting a white collar spin on that. And what I mean by that is, I guess, the interview, the screening, the shortlisting. Um, you know, is a lot more intense than what it would historically be in a blue collar market, which is very much kind of a numbers game. You know, very fast paced. So, you know, I talked about when I launched the business, obviously, you know, back in July 2021. 20, uh, well, for the first two months, you know. The August and September, there was no billings done in the business. My first invoice went out um, 15th of October 2021. So for all sense of uh, purpose, we've literally been invoicing for 14 months. Um, you know, we're on track to do a $35 million turnover business this year. Um, and the next 12 months basically will double again, um, if not if not more than that. So um, we've got the foundation down. We've got the, the systems and process and procedures in place. And what we do is when we go out to these clients is really you know, sitting down with them where your pain points are. And historically, it's a lot of churn and burn in the blue collar market. So their account managers, the recruiters seem to you know, be there one minute, gone the next. So what we've done, again, is put that white collar spin on a blue collar market and things like, you know, which would be unheard of in the industry. And certainly from my knowledge, my experience, and the people that I have around me, and um, you know, to actually be able to go into a, a large, 
large mining contractor, for example, who you know is desperate to find a number of electricians. Well, what we'll do is we'll absolutely we'll find those electricians for you, um, and we'll put it on a retainer basis. So they'll prepay upfront for a number of the electricians. I then go to market. I hire a team. I bring a team in, which is good commercial business for us, and certainly great for the client because then we're actually able to identify who the key players are within the recruitment space who have historically recruited for that account or recruited in that space and bring them in with guaranteed commission already from day one. So um, again, it's we're not reinventing the wheel here, mate. And um, you know what we're trying to do is be as solution focused as possible. Listen to what our clients' pain points are. We're certainly not the cheapest in the industry, nor we're the most expensive in the industry. But for us, it's about that value for money. Um, a lot of these accounts that we've got now are really you know, that like three-year contracts, so they're hours to uh, you know potentially lose. And it's about that customer uh, delivery, that customer-centric approach, making sure that we're treating our candidates exactly the same as we treat our clients. Cliche, I know everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet there. And, um, you know, the fact we've got over now 250 uh, Google reviews, again, being a startup would be unheard of in Australia. It's, it's actually quite interesting. I get so many phone calls each week asking if I know any recruiters that want to move because mm. recruiters are struggling to hire. And yeah. I actually get phone calls asking, how is Ephraim doing this? How's he attracted so many good consultants from the big agencies as well that are top billers, got great commission? Like, how? Like, how are you doing it? Like, how how are you attracting these people? Well, I think it's, you know, one of the biggest uh, misconceptions, I believe, in recruitment is uh, recruitment business owners, and Greg Savage obviously commented on this, um, something like 80% of recruitment, recruitment agencies in Australia will sit around about that 10 headcounts, um, and we really struggle to get any higher than that. For yeah. me, it's all about the leaders. So, again, very flat management structure. It's all about my heads on. So, for example, Rachel Jones, who's a director of WA. Rachel was you know, at Chandler McLeod for you know, seven plus years. You know, very much had a, a very stable and you know, job for life at Chandler McLeod, but obviously saw the opportunity to come into our business. And, you know, she's now got a team of over 55 recruitment consultants based across three offices over here in WA under her direct control. And, you know, having a, a leader like Rachel in the business has actually attracted, um, you know, more talent. And again, we all know recruiters obviously follow good leaders. Yeah, that's a really good insight into your, your attraction and certainly your LinkedIn marketing. Uh, Darren and I commented on all the time. You, you see not only coming from the Collar corporate account, but also your staff are all posting about it and getting the messages out there. And it looks like a really fun environment that you've created in the yeah. office as well, or offices. Do you have any insights into what are your retention strategies? And obviously, your attraction has been really good. Uh, but yeah, speak to me about your retention. Oh, my hands up. You know, we haven't got it right every single time. And where we, where we have actually got it wrong is bringing in those really green recruiters and um, you know, three six months experience and we do have some incredible training material in the business we've got a learning management system and the young recruiter you can you know, boast about winning a recruitment international award for best training in australia where it was up against the likes of Hayes previously so i've implemented all that the recruitment excellence guide i'm just looking to see if there's one nearby i don't think there is and um, you know the recruitment excellence guide is um in essence a I don't have it to hand, um, is a 300-page manual, um, which is basically to teach anyone how to recruit. Now, we didn't have that when I launched the business. So, you know, from a retention point of view, that has, has been where we've got it wrong. We're bringing in junior consultants. We didn't have anyone in a training role. We've now got a national learning training developed director, Kerry, which is an ex-professional footballer. Um, obviously, played for Ireland, played for England. She's also worked for me before and for my other businesses. She was at design and construct business. So she understands... But, you know, what I'm trying to achieve here and you know, the training, the development, mentoring is something that we really need to make sure we're helping our game and lifting basically and raising the bar. So that's what we're focusing on for the next 12 months. 
Um, but we talk about you know, retention. Literally in the last two weeks, we've had three recruiters come back into the business. Um, two of them were actually headhunted and went over to one of our competitors. Um, you know, one was in the business for about four weeks. The other one was in that business for about two months. Um, and both weren't happy. You know, again, for, for whatever reason, they've gone into the business. And, and you know, we respected that and we wish them, yeah, I guess, get your exit strategy and your exit interviews correct, guys, because you know the industry is so small and you don't want to, you know, I guess, spite yourself by you know exiting somebody out the business and potentially jeopardizing all future relationships with them. So the two people that have come back into the business um, again have you know gone away, obviously seeing what it's like um, on the other side of the fence and realized basically that always is home for them. Um, and both reached out to us saying, hey, can I come back? And absolutely, we welcome, welcome them all three actually back with open arms. So I think it's, um, you know, it's knowing where you where you can improve as a leader and where you can improve as a business, but don't just give it lip service, actually do something about it. Um, you know, we just invested a, a lot of money into the new Go One platform, um, which will basically be a, um, a an education piece, an onboarding, an induction platform, which is all the material on there is 100% collars material. And uh, in the helps of the likes of you know Mike Wormsley, Mike and I have worked, worked together previously as an executive director. He owns recruitmenttraining.com. You've obviously got Greg. Again, Greg is arguably you know, the most connected recruiter and um, certainly something that somebody that I really respect and admire and the amount of um, you know, material that he's got on his recruitment uh, platform as well is incredible. So I think if you can get a good collection and a combination of what works for you in your business, that's where the Go One platform works really well because we can customize the recruitment, and I guess, methodology and the, the process and the career pathways, specifically targeting those junior recruiters all the way up to senior managers. Um, so yeah, that's I guess from a retention point of view. Again, we don't claim to have it down pat 110, percent but we are really big on our exit strategies, uh, exit interviews. Sorry, and we want to know how we could have done things better. You know, where could we have gone right? What more support could we have given you, if any? So obviously, you've um, you've started. You said 11 uh, recruitment companies. Is that right? Before Color, um, changing a bit a bit of tack from exploring your past and. Um, sort of what led you to this moment. A lot of people might be listening, watching this uh, and sitting as top billers wanting to go out on their own. What's What was your tipping point? How can, what, what advice could you give someone sort of at that point, uh, what to watch for, what to look for? Well, I think the, the, the main thing comes down to it, right? If you're a top biller in any organisation, it's just making sure that you've been appreciated for the work that you're doing and the revenue and ultimately the profit that you generate for that business. And um, and if you if you're not getting love, then you know it's just kind of backing yourself. I know it sounds a little bit egotistical, but it's just back yourself. Go out there. You know, if you're doing a million dollars, well, comfortably, you, know, you can still and you're probably taking on say three hundred thousand dollars. Let's say hypothetically speaking, on. Well, the reality of it is you only need to bill a third of what you're currently billing in a paid job and bill that three hundred thousand dollars to still take home the same income without all the stress, the drama, you know, the management reporting, all the red tape to get through. So for me, and um, the catalyst behind Polytelic. Literally, the fact that again, obviously, I was the second largest shareholder in a very successful recruitment startup. And um, we did $10 million turnover in our first 12 months, which again could have been a lot more than that. I was actually advising from the sidelines. Um, myself and my wife found out expecting on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday, I've called the board meeting, resigned, gave back the equity on the Thursday, launched Cotler Group with the intention of leaving the legacy now from a little boy. So um, for me, it's again um, going into an industry that is completely out of my comfort zone, blue collar. Again, you know, I've hired some of the literally best recruiters globally in Blue Collar to come in and actually run Blue Collar in my other businesses previously. Again, you know, obviously, um, Leslie Delimi, arguably the best recruiter I've had the, the luxury of obviously working alongside hiring and obviously then setting up in, uh, her own business as well. 
um, you know, global biller at Hayes. These are the types of individuals that I love speaking to and working with on a day-to-day basis. You know, you've got James Toff over at Kona Recruitment now, obviously, which is previous Kona & Co., arguably one of the best recruitment talents in Australia. Um, you know, for where James has taken his career and where he's going, I definitely watch that space with him. He's created, obviously, you know, uh, Australia's go-to for insurance recruitment. So it's about working with like-minded individuals. Now, if you want to be a solo one-man recruiter or one person or one bill recruiter um absolutely i guess you just got to work out how you do it for a lifestyle business and it's for lifestyle business well you know i guess the biggest thing is actually getting up out of bed every day and having that motivation to hit the phones and you know to wear as many hats as possible when that's accounts receivable when that's accounts payable and you know whether that's business development interviewing the candidates um but my advice to anyone would be if they're looking at going out on the bed get as much uh, I guess automation into your business as possible. Um, you know, automate as much. The first two months, as I say, was all systems, processes, and procedures. We're, we're using Job Adder as our CRM, but with all the marketplace partners that we've actually uh, brought into the Job Adder platform, uh, pretty much means we can mobilize somebody from anywhere around the world. Um, you know, everything's automated. Our references are automated, but the guys at Referee are onboarded basically again. So that kind of combines that reference checking, so criminal record check goes through onboarding. We've got that uh, all sorted. So all sorted again, and everyone's peeve hate as a recruiter is formatting resumes, you know. So why overcomplicate it? Using a product like all sorted again just helps that speed to market. It's all branded. Um, yeah, and again, brand and in your integrity is number one. Never lose sight of never cut corners and uh, never go sign a placement just for the sake of getting a placement over the line because it's that type of, um, I guess, reputation or that type of um, bad review that will last for, for years and years to come. You know, again, we're only as good as our last placement. Um, and if you treat everyone as you're expected to be treated, you can't do anything wrong in recruitment. But my advice to anyone looking to go out on their own is definitely speak to the guys. A positive cliche, I know, um, haven't paid me to say this, but certainly speak to the guys. A positive, I've partnered with those guys now for a number of startups. And to have that you know, clout of finance, basically, invoicing knowledge and experience, extended payment terms, basically, in your corner is arguably one of our biggest trump cards and has, has allowed us to scale as quickly as we have done. And certainly go after some of these larger volume accounts, which historically have you know, extended payment terms, which, quite frankly, if you're a one-person business, you might struggle to obviously to fund or to have the capital, obviously, to make that work. Yeah, we really appreciate you saying that. And obviously, we definitely didn't pay him to say that. Um, so obviously, that's a really good advice. But what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? Um, best advice, enjoy what you do. Um, it, again, uh, it's something that I eat, sleep and breathe. If you don't enjoy what you're doing in recruitment, just find a different industry. Like get out of the gig altogether. Um, yeah, it's, it is a very rewarding career, don't get me wrong. But you have to be passionate about everything that you do. Um, and, and I'm talking about passion being the candidate-centric approach, your customer approach, the feedback that the customer's giving you, candidates touching base with candidates on a regular basis to have that sanity check in and make sure that basically, you know, you're, you are following through and you're doing what you say you're going to do. Um, and I think, you know, if you've got that passion about anything in life, it just makes it all fall into place. It makes it so much more enjoyable, so much easier. Cliche, I know, but it's, it's the truth, right? I've yet to meet a, a top billion recruiter um, who's, you know, doing millions of dollars in revenue or gross profit doesn't actually enjoy what they're doing. You know, it's um, got to have the buzz for recruitment, love making a placement as much as the next person, but also never lose sight of the candidate and the impact you're actually having in that candidate's life and their well-being, you know, whether that's them buying a property, whether that's them going on holiday, whether that's buying a car, whether that's, you know, sending the kids to private school, whatever it is, 
you've got to have that human interaction and human connection with your candidates to actually receive that type of feedback. Because I think that's morally the, the right thing to do in recruitment. It's something that we all kind of get lost in and obviously as people and ultimately and obviously once we actually place that person. But that candidate care, that's the can. And so many agencies are missing the bet with just how much more revenue that it can generate for you from referrals, from networking, uh, you know, from testimonies. Um, so ag- again, I think the kind of transactional recruiter is a thing of the past. And I think that's why so many of these large nationals, multinationals and global recruiters, with you know, quite a few of them are hiring freezes on at the moment, are actually making it fairly easy pickings um, for a new player in the industry to come in and not even offer them more money, just a better environment and a better culture uh, and a place where they can actually call have the appreciation of, you know, when you do a good job, it's appreciated. You know, it's not taken for, for granted. And I think a lot of the conversations I'm having with some of these leaders that come into the business is exactly that. They feel like they've been taken for granted for such a long period of time. Um, and to actually come into a business where they're getting daily, you know, in some cases, hourly recognitions for obviously for doing a good job. That's what we all get out of bed for, right? Is to work in a business or work in a company or work in a team where you've got that appreciation and you've got that one goal. Everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet. Everyone wants to better themselves, you know, personally, professionally, and also financially. Definitely. Definitely. Some great insights. Thanks, Seth. Uh, look, such a great chat today. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, look, all the best for, for 2023. And- yeah, look forward to it, guys. Anytime. Anytime.